and welcome to the Almost Average Podcast. I'm Shreya. And I'm Julia. And today's episode is going to be quite short, quite simple. Um, We have two segments, Would You Rather, and then Food for Thought. Um, So yeah, let's just get right into it. I think I have the wrong doc open. That's my bad. But let me open the right one. The first question is, would you rather sail around the world or speak 10 languages? Julia, why don't you start us off? I would rather speak 10 languages because I feel like, especially in the United States, there's a lot of people from around the world that speak a lot of different languages and you can't, obviously you can't communicate with all of them, Um, but it'd be cool to be able to communicate with people from like 10 different regions. Um, Also, you mean sail, like sail or travel? Like, does it have to be by boat? Because if it's travel, she means travel. Uh... I want to go around the world, but I don't know. I feel like it's more, no, I can't even say that it's more useful to be able to speak 10 languages because if you travel around the world, you're still still gathering like experience of culture and things like that. Um, I don't know, but I feel like with language, you also, you get culture and an ability to do a new thing. So I'm going to stick with 10 languages. Shreya? Yeah, I'm going to go with travel the world because I'm more into experiences than I, I guess you could file knowing languages like into like knowledge. Like, yeah, knowledge is important, but I feel like experience trumps knowledge because the more you experience, the more you are like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Well, I agree. Yeah. Wisdom over knowledge is what I'm trying to say. Like, with experience, you gain wisdom. Yeah. And wisdom will always be more than knowledge. So, and I just really like traveling and experiencing new things. And yeah, I think it would be like a cool cultural thing. I didn't even like think of think of that aspect. But yeah, I want to see different cultures and stuff. You probably would learn at least parts of each language just by simply like being there. Yeah, I mean, like you're gonna like pick up some some like bits and pieces of culture and language and customs and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. I could go either way, really. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay. Second question. Would you rather have an interesting life with little money or a boring life with lots of money? I kind of laughed when I was, when I was like putting down this question because I like, I didn't think that I was like this, like materialistic, but I was thinking I'd rather have an interesting life with little money because if you have an interesting life, then other people if you like post your interesting life, then other people would want to watch it and you're going to make money anyways. Cause like, isn't that how influencers get like, isn't that how influencers become influencers? It's because oh, they're yeah. either like really interesting or like they're funny or they're rich. That's so if true. you're interesting, then you just become an influencer and then you're, there you go. You're famous and you're rich. Like that's, it's, it's easy as I that. Guess. I think my issue is, what do you mean by interesting? Because you, some you're like someone who's been like, like excuse excuse my my what what is this? I'm gonna this might be traumatic. I don't know. Oh, what no. if someone who's been in seven car crashes? Like wow, that's interesting. But for them, that's traumatic. Like it's no, interesting, it's, not like that. Like happy, interesting. Like happy, interesting. Like, yeah, like you're always traveling, or you have like some family drama that's like really funny or interesting, or so, something like that. Like not like morbid okay so is it happy life versus sad life it's like a life where something is always happening and you always have drama there's always something to be excited about versus 
like a normal, boring nine to five job. You're just going day after day. It's like you're on autopilot. Okay, I understand. I don't. I. I okay, I want to argue with you, but I understand. Um, did you finish answering? Can I answer? Did yeah, I interrupt I did. you? Okay. Um, I would rather have an interesting life with little money. I think I'm not really sure what she means by interesting. As long as it's interesting and I'm not like constantly getting in really terrible scenarios that are interesting, but like stop happening. I would rather have a, as long as it's not so interesting that I would rather have a boring life, like constantly moving type of thing. But I also don't like monotonous monotony. No. Yeah. One of those might mean something about marriage, but either way, monogyny monogamy monogamy there it is that's, no that's like completely different <laughs> that's when, like mad people are married <laughs> anyway no um, <laughs> i would yeah i would rather have an interesting life with little money um just because the point of money is to accentuate is that the right word to use here your life your quality of life but if your quality of life is bad and you have money, then the money is useless. And if you don't have money, but you already have an interesting life, then you're saving the little money that you have because you don't have to use, spend your little money that you have on making your life interesting because it's already interesting. I, I, that's all I got. Yeah. No, that would make sense. I, I guess it's like related, like money and then. Like, money and, like, how much fun you have. Because I remember having this conversation, like, does money buy happiness? And we were like, well, money buys experiences, like, stuff like that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, money does buy happiness. Like, an an interesting life is a happy life. For me, at least. I think money's more correlative with how much work you have to put into being fun, having fun. Because, like, you can make your own fun, but it's so much easier to just buy, like, a season's go somewhere. Exactly. Like uh, you could have fun like at home or you could just buy and go to like some random vacation on the other side of the world yeah. to have fun. It's just easier to have fun if you have money, but it's not like you can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just extent of fun and how fast you can get that fun is what yeah. depends on money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that makes sense. That was. Yeah. We can move on to the next segment now. All right. Our next segment is food for thought. Um, First question is. What would have to be different about humans, humans specifically, not the world? What would have to be different about humans in order for us to live in a utopia? Top three things. Top three things you would have to think, think would have to change about humans. Yeah. Do you want to go first or me? No, you go first. Okay. Number one, I think, is if we were less, and I'm thinking more in the historical, historical perspective, if we were less ambitious. And at first like i know it seems bad because as humans we're supposed to be ambitious always looking for new things new ways to develop and stuff but i'm talking about ambition in the imperialism sense because so much of the world was messed up because of how ambitious certain world leaders were and the things that they did to to kind of increase how much land they were uh in control over like there were some messed up things that happened like yeah the entirety of World War One was caused because a certain country couldn't get enough of land and power, and they kept going to other people's countries, getting their stuff. And then that, like, I think ambition in that sense, like toxic ambition, yeah, is is what we would have had to get rid of. 
um, for there not to be wars and stuff. Because let's be honest, a lot of the wars, I want to say most of the wars were fought because people were too ambitious and couldn't get a hold of themselves. Number two, I think if everybody was satisfied with themselves and if nobody was like comparing themselves to each other, because a lot of like distrust and anxiety comes from competition. And I think if competition didn't exist, like competition in like, oh, like a community sense too, like the middle class competing with the higher class, make trying to make more money, getting higher wages than them, getting like a higher salary. Like this competition between classes, between races, between individuals is just so, so, so toxic. And I think if that didn't exist and everybody was just equal, and I'm not like promoting com- communism or anything, mm-hmm. but, like I feel like if everybody was equal, then I feel like we would have less, um, less fights and less, um, like. Mm-hmm discomfort with each other number three i'm not really sure i think those are my top two that came to mind first how about you say your three and then i'll think of my third one as you're speaking okay um well yeah my first one i think is really similar to your what's it called less division thing Mm -hmm. because it's more less like like you were talking about communism less about the government treating us all as equals at classes and things like that but more about people not perceiving each other as less than equals like no, regardless of what we're given by the government or about what we have in life, people not seeing one another as more or less for what they have. Um, even if there are rich and poor, the rich or the poor don't see each other as above or lower than the other. Um, I think none of mine have to do with anything historical. This is all modern day perspective. I think more like care i don't know how to say it caring less about how others perceive you because yeah yes like like even if someone has like malwishes for you or like i don't know how to phrase this even if someone has does even if somebody is preying on your downfall preying on your downfall that's exactly how to phrase it even if someone's preying on your downfall to just be confident in yourself enough to not speak badly about them or to wish badly on them because it really won't make a difference to anyone and i feel like it would make feel like i feel like i feel like my english teacher doesn't like when we say we feel like things because it's obviously our opinion if we're saying yeah because people would be happier this is an english class though so go. i know but i i feel like it has a lot to do with self-esteem like why do i feel as if i have to say that it's i feel and i think you know no that's you know okay she's nodding she's nodding you just can't hear it anyway um yeah it it would i don't know i feel like it harbors a lot of like what's it called strain in one person to hate so much and if we didn't dislike people for disliking us then it would cause a lot less strain and my third one i also don't have a third one let me think um if people were more conscious about our environment like about not just like save the trees and the whales no more like right yeah yeah more conscious about our effect on other people type other not other people other things everything around us yeah we were talking about this in AP environmental science and Mm -hmm. I, I think everybody should take that class or something similar to that because environmental science that's such an important course at least the one that I'm taking right now it is because I learned so many things that I would have never considered otherwise like 
the way that we farm, the way that we interact with animals, the way that we're using pesticides, the way that we're using genetically modified things, like everything, we're just destroying the environment. And this didn't start, this is not modern. Like this is, this has been a historical problem ever since we've come to the Americas. And the entire Dust Bowl happened because of our bad farming practices. Like that is actually insane. Yeah, it's like you were saying, it's ambition, it's greed, not thinking about the consequences that it's going to have on other people or things because we want more and more and more. Exactly. This is like the same thing about immediate gratification. If people didn't have that, immediate gratification, um, I don't know if you guys ever watched that TED Talk. Um, it's about the art of procrastination and then there's like an immediate gratification monkey. I, yeah. I think that everybody should watch that at least once in their life. It's so mm-hmm. insightful. I think if that didn't exist, like we want our stuff now we want food now we want technology now what are we leaving for future generations what are they going to have they're not going to have water they're not going to have good soil they're not going to have um sustainable uh, ecosystems exactly what's it called you know there's a there's a type of conditioning i forget if it's operant or classical i think it's opera it's operant conditioning and the most effective form of operant conditioning is when you I forget what the exact word is, but when you reward them in unpredictable increments, like you reward them sometimes when they do what you want and sometimes you don't reward them when you do what you want, we're being rewarded every single time we do something correctly and that doesn't make for people who will do things without being rewarded for it, whereas being rewarded every once in a while would mean that you'll do it correctly every single time because you're, you're like hoping to get rewarded rather than... I know I'm going to get rewarded. And if I don't, I'm going to stop doing this thing. Exactly. I agree. Cool. That's an interesting concept. We can move on to the next question now. Uh, next question is, why is it easier to be silent than to be kind? Um, this is sort of based off of the idea of um, younger grade teachers, younger school teachers telling kids, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um like, why should they be placed in that mindset of if you don't have something nice to say, you should be silent rather than if you don't have something nice to say, think of something nice to say. Um, yeah. Why is it easier to be silent than to be kind? Um, I th- I start, right? Yeah. 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 I think that I don't know what I think. I came up with these questions. I think that it is easier to be silent than to be kind because... I don't know. For me personally, I think that I'm good with being kind. But when I notice that somebody else isn't willing to like to reciprocate it, which isn't isn't great because if they're not willing to reciprocate, it, I shouldn't want to force kindness out of them. But if someone isn't willing to reciprocate kindness, I'm not really willing to be kind anymore. Like, you know, the saying treat others how you want to be treated mm-hmm. kind of makes me mad because <laughs> I don't like in my head you should treat others the way that they treat you that way if you're treating someone kindly then they'll treat you like it's the same it's the same concept but it's phrased differently that way someone can't treat you meanly and you'll treat treat them kindly every single time even regardless of how they're treating you and then there's also the concept of kill them with kindness where even if they're mean you're so kind that they like reevaluate themselves and they're like wow i'm such a jerk maybe i should be nice to them like right. there's always that, but that's also like very rare. And like I, 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 I agree. Um, the treat others how you want to be treated is is very outdated because with the with the amount of like our generation, especially like the teenagers that we interact with, we are so past that. 
Yeah. People will do whatever they want just because they can, and they don't anticipate any consequences. And the kinder you are, I feel like in terms of a bully, the kinder you are, the more easy it is to bully you, the more they're going to think that, oh, okay, they're not going to react or do anything about it. The kinder you are, the less powerful you are, which is like really messed up and the more vulnerable you are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Wait, I forgot the question. Why is it, why is it easier to be quiet than kind? Right? Yeah. I didn't answer that yet. Um, I think it's because it's sometimes it's just hard to find good things in people to be kind about. Like I like I could list like a lot of people where I just cannot find a singular good trait about them that I could compliment them on. Um, and I don't know if that makes me like a bully or anything, but that's why I choose to stay quiet stay quiet. Like this is this yeah. is why. Like <laughs> I just can't believe some people. You know, even if they're like the most beautiful person, like on the outside. I wouldn't even compliment them on that because sometimes those are the really mean ones. Like sometimes those are the people that are insanely, insanely toxic and are bullies. Sometimes the compliments end on the exterior and you're like, wow, there's nothing good about this person. Exactly. I, well, not I nothing, agree. but nothing that I can see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that nothing. doesn't. Ha- sorry, that doesn't have to be true for like just me. Maybe someone else finds something good in them, like, good for them. But just me, I base compliments off of how people treat me and my experiences with them. So if somebody tells me, oh, this person is so nice, I'm not going to compliment. Like, I'm not going to make my interactions off of that. Yeah. Because I don't believe any of it. I don't believe any of it. I don't really know how to answer this question, but it was a good talk. Why is it easier to be silent than to be kind? Because sometimes there's nothing kind to say. Yeah. These are some good conversations. Maybe we've been conditioned in some... I don't know. I don't want to get into that. Anyway, uh, are we done? Oh, one more question? We could do one more question. All right. Our last question is, what kind of person is most likely to fail? Like, what attributes in terms of... Yeah, you know what I mean. Shreya, you want to start? Okay, so I think a kind of person that's bound to fail doesn't even have to do with, like, intellect or anything. I think it really has to do with effort and and mindset. Like you could be the smartest person and think that you're not, or you could like be overconfident, think you're the smartest person and put in no effort into your work. That's how you'd fail. Like it's really not even about what you're born with, it's what you develop. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think it has yeah, it has to do a lot with what's it called? Mindset and effort. I think it also has to do with what the context of the situation like how many resources they have connections that they have whether or not they're because I think that's something that you're also born into yeah I want I want to say something about connections too because I've seen so many things where people with like not the best like degree or something and because they have connections they're like off making 500k a year just because they have connections like that's actually sometimes it's sad to think about it but also like good for them you know like yeah they like they're god's favorite like (laughs) must be nice um but like good for them but also it's kind of sad because these people that actually worked for the degrees people that put in a lot of effort into their grades they're not getting anything exactly like you can work like and not that not that working hard doesn't count for anything it does obviously work hard or it does obviously count for a lot but you can work as hard as you can and you know be as motivated as possible but end up lower than someone who has connections and hasn't tried yeah and it's kind of disheartening at that point 
And I think that's where a lot of people are just like, okay, I'm just never gonna, never gonna be that, like at that, like place, or I'm never gonna be of that status. Yeah, exactly. That's so. I think that's the answer. What kind of person is most likely to fail? Someone who sees that there are people getting there without trying, and so they say, well, then there's no point in me trying if I can't have that. Also, what kind of feedback they receive? Like, if you're working your hardest and like somebody calls you like a failure, then like. Or, like, your family friends, they're like, oh, come on, like, why don't you have a job yet? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? Like, uh-huh. and it doesn't even have to be in, like, a like a um, career perspective. Like, even relationships perspective. Like, if some, like, your family members are asking you why you don't have a significant other every <laughs> single Thanksgiving, like, how's that going to make you feel? So, 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 is this a personal anecdote? No. I, <laughs> my parents, <laughs> no, like, I've just seen so many jokes about that, and I just uh-huh. think it's so funny. Yeah. I'm also in 16. Like, come on now. Our meeting ends in 10 minutes. Go away. Um, Whatchamacallit. Have you watched Gilmore Girls? No. Well, basically, low-key spoiler alert. It's not really, but kind of. There's this episode where one of her boyfriend's dad is this famous dude, and he works for this writing company, and he gives her a job out of pity. And she's really good, but he tells her that she'll he's not, she's not good and she'll never make it, and she drops out of Yale. Um. And it kind of shows how some like especially if you're someone in a high standing, you have to watch how you speak to people because obviously they believe that your word is credible and that you know what you're talking about, and that can make someone feel terrible and not reach for their dreams, although I'm not sure if that was a very realistic episode. But anyway. That's okay, all right. but like it's yeah. it's close enough in in terms of like people don't know how how much weight their words carry. Yeah. Like, sometimes people will just say something and, like, when they're mad, they'll say, like, impulsive. They'll say stuff like that impulsively and, like, won't think of it. Because they know that they don't mean it, but they were just mad in that moment. Like, they yeah. just said it in the heat of the moment. But but the other person might, like, think about it and be like, oh, like. Also, is ugh, I've always wondered. I know we have, like, eight minutes left. But mm-hmm. when people say something in the heat of the moment, does that mean that they've been keeping it in? Because that's what they actually think of you. And then they just say it because they don't, they no longer have a filter towards you anymore. Like, is it, or are they just like exaggerating what they like? Yeah, I think it depends. I think if it's in the heat of the moment, there's a good chance they didn't have time to think about it. But there's also a good chance that they were thinking about it for a long time. And now that they're angry, it's going to come out. And since they've been keeping it in, they probably didn't mean for it to come out so harshly. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation. That's actually so scary because cause what if that guy from the show, movie, whatever, mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, you said that she was qualified though, right? Yeah, she yeah, was. And we also that. weren't in an argument. She asked him how she was doing, like oh. how she had been doing. And he was like, I think you're, you make a great assistant one day. Oh, that's so rude. Yeah, that's very rude. Yeah. Like those kind of people? Red flag. Red flag. Mitchum Huntsberger. Okay. Is that all we have for today? Yes, we do. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This is me stalling because I keep forgetting our um handles. And so I'm stalling because it's underscore almost underscore average on Instagram and Twitter. That's underscore almost underscore average. No caps, no spaces. Talk to us on Twitter. Should I get sad?